Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Hi, I'm Megan Salinas from Rooster Team Radio, Silver Screens, and the No Love Lost podcast, and you are listening to the Something Something cast. Okay, here we go. Something, something. Okay, here we go. Hi, hello. Hi. What's up? But, uh, it's, hi. it's Podcast Rob. And I'm James Hatton. Hey. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Doing well. This is, uh, yeah, things got shuffled around this month, so. Oh, go uh, did they? <laughs> yeah. So our episode of The End, which usually airs the fourth month of the week, aired the third month of the week. So this is kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of an anomaly week because our free-for-all isn't until next week. So this was kind of just like Ta-da. uncharted territory. Hi, how are you? What's up? I'm still trying to figure out whether you said third month of the week intentionally or not. Did I really say that? Yes, you did. Yeah, third week of the month. Multiple times. Yeah, okay. Whew, told you. It's anomaly. Yeah. I, I was really it's wondering like a, you were It's like, like a bubble, and we don't know if it's going faster inside the bubble or slower outside the bubble. I don't understand. I like this because we mentioned this yeah, episode you'll get it. in that one. You'll get it. You'll get it. Just this wait will till all next tie month. together. Wait till next month. It's the everything long con. is topsy turvy. It's the yeah, long gimmick. Daisy. So. so yes, this is the uh, somewhere in the smidgy middles uh, and. Rob, since you started this off, why don't you discuss what we're doing today? Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're talking about, uh, we're going to talk about American Horror Story 1984 this episode. Uh, We've talked about about, uh, American Horror Story in the past. We had a whole AHS episode. Um, But yeah, I just recently finished uh, 1984. Uh, and since the show is still going on, it doesn't really fit into a The End episode yet. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, talking like the difference between me talking about this season and the final episode is talking about like two different things. Yeah. Like, if we're, like the end episode, I, I have a very different opinion of than I do the 1984 season as a whole. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, now I'm curious. Well, because I... I I liked the last episode. I liked it as a tie-in to to sort of like bring it all together, put a nice little bow on it, say goodbye to the characters. Very neatly, very cutely, very like securely. Um, I 
for as much as I walked into this season really, really, really wanting it to be something wonderful, I feel it missed the mark. Uh, I'm sorry. One more time? I really liked the last episode. I thought the it last brought episode it all of 1984. Oh, the, yes, the last episode of 1984. Okay, but the rest the, of the I, season you didn't like. I, I, not the rest of it. It's not like I disliked it like you dislike uh, Roanoke. Um, I thought it was good, but I thought it was very, very not as good as I expect American Horror Story to be. I thought it was very sort of patchwork. Okay. Yeah. Because it's 1984, this this should be focusing on a bunch of things I love, on um, horror movies and unstoppable killers, and and I I did like the inclusion of Ramirez, but I found that it didn't stay with 1984 long enough for me to think it deserved that title. It just it just felt like okay, we got the 1984 thing, we made jokes about people's hair and the albums they listen to and they're stonewashed as washed jeans now let's jump a couple years later and we'll do the next big chunk i wanted the whole thing i legit wanted the whole thing with maybe the last episode or two to be 1984 i, I wanted a full experience i want a full story there but it's american horror story and they notoriously sort of mid-season jump to something else um it just didn't i liked it i didn't love it i walked away going that was a season what about you what are your thoughts um I think, see, that didn't bother me at all. The, uh, the 1984 moniker for the series, for the season, um, I think it was enough for me that that basically, basically let me know that this, play, this was taking place in the 80s. It didn't necessarily have to completely stay in 1984 for me. I was fine with the fact that it jumped backwards, jumped forward. Uh, a majority of the season took place in the 80s. There were a couple mm -hmm. uh, couple differences. Uh, episode 7 took place mostly in the late 40s and some in the 70s. Uh, the final episode took place uh, much after uh, the 80s and even 90s ended. Um, I didn't have uh, a problem with that at all. Uh, I liked kind of the different tone that some of the different years took like the 89 uh we didn't really see too much outside people in that you know that one episode that took place in 1989 uh as right. opposed to 84 because everybody else who was in the show at that point all the principal cast were basically still stuck in 1984 quote-unquote Mm -hmm. um, yes. So I was pretty much still okay with that. Uh, the thing that started to get me a little bit was sometimes when American Horror Story decides to go with a theme, they start to spitball and throw everything that's related to that theme in. Even, and some things that aren't. <laughs> even if it's not related to each other. Sure. And that was where they started to get me a little bit. Like, okay, cool. The the uh, the Mister Jingles, the whole camp murderer thing. Cool. That was that was pretty cool. I get it. Agreed. And then okay, Ramirez. All right. Uh, I get it. 
there was an 80s panic with serial killers and stuff. Like, that's where the, the, the love affair with murder porn sort of began. Yeah, and I so, also... I'm in. I also right. get that uh, it was a tie-in to... It was a tie-in to the other seasons. Yes, you know also I mean? that. So, that's fine. Um, uh, he He was... Uh, you know, Ramirez was a thing from 84 to 85 in the real world, so he fits firmly in that 1984 uh, moniker mm-hmm. uh, that they had. Um, it's just... Things seem to get a little overboard when... Uh, when the, the chick who was running the camp... Oh, now it was really her... And then you've got Rita, and oh, then this thing, and that thing, and all of a sudden it was like, everybody's a fucking, you know, serial killer murderer. Like, they were all dragged into this one spot somehow. It's like, well, we'll just throw in every serial killer slash camp murderer trope we can think of, even if it doesn't make sense for the rest of the story, and we'll just just pile it all in. Yep. Um, And that's... it It felt sensory overload, like, in the middle couple episodes. I think we're we're... Our gripes are different, but they are tactily the same. Yeah. Um, the, there was a lot of, I don't know, when you deal with a season like Hotel, which had a lot of little stories, but that makes sense because it's a hotel and you're telling like tethers of one big story about this building. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have the the witches, which the coven rather, which is all of the, the story of the witches. Like each one of these seasons they've done has a very firm central thing and we learn a lot about this character we learn a lot about this character and this character is not as important to the main plot but they tie into the main plot this way it it felt like for as much as this season did the same thing it just didn't feel as strong It, it felt like they had to to explain why this is happening we have to go back to the 40s and for us to be able to get a reasonable conscientious end to the season we have to jump 10 years into the future like it was you set and by and large my problem right there is because they said 1984 which i agree it doesn't mean that it has to all be 1984 but i i don't think i was expecting a season that jumped so many times to so many different time periods to so many different places to explain what was happening right now or right then um so yeah super with you well, so in so it, ju- it it was basically four different time periods is what we're looking at. We're looking at 84 was most of the season. We look at uh, the mid-40s to see Mr. Jingle's background uh, and the mother. Uh, and they had to introduce the mother to yes. tie up the end. So we had to get into that. Um, we go to 89, which is when they were going to do the big uh, rock concert. Um, and then we end up in, uh, 2013 or whatever it is, 2019, um, at, at the end. Uh, I was, I'll tell you, I'm in, in talking about it, I remember exactly where, where you lost. It started to fall apart for me and I was getting concerned, um, <laughs> because, okay, Brooks, the new girl out in, uh, San Diego or San Francisco or wherever the hell it, it took place in this episode, uh, this season, 
Um, and it was like, yeah, okay, it's the whole, you know, she's the whole virgin girl, and then you've got Montana, who's basically the whore of the group, and blah, 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 blah. All the, all the, the horror show, horror movie yeah. kind of the tropes. tropes. Um, and it started to get away from me a little bit when Brooke goes into her backstory about her fiancé basically murdering the groom's party, like, in the church and everything, and I was like, okay... I mean, it seems a little over the top, but, you know, could have come up with another way for her to be, you know, amazingly traumatized. Uh, and then when fucking Montana is like, and the best man was my brother. And I was like, okay. So yeah, I almost forgot all about that, but you're 100% right. It, it started to feel like a very, very ham fisted, poorly written and plagiarized murder on the Orient Express. Where everybody is somehow has this weird, devious backstory that ties them into, like, like did all these kids get invited to this camp like specifically <laughs> because they all tie yes. into like one thing, like which was never ever addressed because it didn't. It's not the way it was, but could have been. It 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 was halfway there. Um, I was like, okay, um, and Montana's reasoning for her murder spree was interesting uh but based on her character uh, up until that point no 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 i mean the the whole thing of hey yeah we're going to we're going to wait until they have this music festival and then we're going to kill everybody because it's going to bring so much publicity that some psychic or something's going to figure out a way for us to not be okay yeah, there was. It's, it's just uh, all that was all know, very chaotic. When, when your only tool is a hammer, all of your problems are nails. I get it, <laughs> but in hindsight, Montana wasn't the smartest one of the group anyway. No, so but I'm my like, favorite. Yeah, you know what? I can I can totally see that being her mindset, and she was also enough of a fucking alpha personality that everybody else was either going to go along with it or just go, okay, Montana, fine whatever fine let's just kill everybody um her and xavier were my two favorites 100 um, her because she was hot oh let's be face it she was uh, yes. very easy on the eyes uh and xavier because i i just thought his portrayal of that time period uh <laughs> from a male point of view was just like amazingly spot on between it really was between the almost zuba's pants and the fucking weird members only jacket that had the one giant lapel and the <laughs> frosted hair tips and everything it was really well done yeah uh billy lord is the sort of sex crazy cindy loppery just 80s chick yeah couldn't have been she was exactly what i thought this season was going to be from minute one like i understood uh the emma roberts character uh brooke i understood brooke was going to be like our finally girl sort of character yep i understood that she was going to be playing the the virgin um but between her and montana that's what i expected this season to be to be a lot of that so I wanted a bad boy character, which we got. Yeah, we got all the characters. I wanted the the nerd character. Um, I wanted Breakfast Club, by and large. But the reasoning why uh, Rita, Nurse Rita, let out Mr. Jingles so she could scientifically observe, like 
Okay. Again, like you said, okay. I, I'll allow it if it builds to something better. And each one of these tethers, like, they just never did. They were they were a little subset story to get us to the next subset story. Right. Um, <clears throat> it was... Yeah. Uh, all of the, the, the weirdness with the nurse, who wasn't the nurse, mm-hmm. uh, was a bit much. Um, they just, they made some interesting interesting choices uh that i wasn't i wasn't crazy about all of them individually but as a whole uh i ended up pretty much being okay with the season overall there were i will i i think i'm gonna walk away from this season going yeah i saw it uh but there were highlight moments chef birdie i loved every minute of oh yeah um the the fact that everybody loved her the fact that she had the the power to sort of stop Mr. Jingles, at least for her. Um, Hers just sass nonstop, her sex appeal as being sort of an older woman. Like there was, there was a lot going on there with her and I, I was all about it. And uh, who was the other one? Shit. There was another character in there that I was like, Oh, and they, they were the ones Uh, I'll remember it. Oh, and the scenes of uh, Kajagugu. Everything about Kajagugu in this season oh, that was, was fucking hilarious. Amazing. Damn it, we killed Kajagugu. I said that for like two days. Nobody's going to give a shit about Kaja fucking Gugu. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how much I liked uh, Dylan McDermott coming back as that character that, that wanted to best... Uh, Richard Ramirez. Uh, oh yes, yes. The, like the hitchhike, the you know the hitchhiker killer kind of thing. That was like, eh, okay, whatever, I guess. Um, I did think uh, the uh, who was it? Chet. He was hysterical. Gus Kenworthy. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, not Chet. Uh, Trevor. Trevor, that his Matthew Morrison. Was, I have the IMDb open. Yeah, Trevor was the the dude who was in the Jane Fonda video but got edited out. Oh yes, yes. His character was hysterical. Um, that that giant fucking eighties porn stash that he had, he was rocking <laughs> the whole season. Uh, and the fact that Montana basically completely falls for him. Right, uh, he was the I was going to say he's the one that ends up with Montana at the end. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the other one. That whole thing was hysterical. That whole, uh, like, love connection, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Based surely on the fact that, like, he has a big penis. Yeah. Uh, it was... I did like uh, Mitch Pelegi's little cameo. That was actually kind of fun seeing him. Um, Remind me. He was the guy in the uh, the hospital who lets the head nurse know that... Uh, that uh, Benjamin escaped. Okay. Mitch Pelegi, boss from the X-Files. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely. You're looking him up. I, I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clicking while we go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that was cool. Uh, I also liked the transition of Brooke. 
Brooke went through this very Sandy from Greece kind of transformation uh, after she got framed and she got uh, escaped from prison. Right. Uh, she started out as like, you know, the the good little innocent girl. And then at the end, she's wearing like, uh, well, not the very end, but when she goes back to the camp in 89, she's wearing the push-up bodice and the, the, the red leather jacket and the tight jeans and the heels on the boots and everything. And it was... She was. It was very, yeah, early Sandy, later Sandy from Greece kind of vibe going on. Um, and that worked. I, I will say that. Uh, I did, I did like how everything kind of tied up though. Like I was cool with the fact that she helped get Trevor back into the camp so that if he did die, he didn't die outside of the camp and that him and, uh, him and Montana couldn't be together anymore. And Uh, that's, that's the sort of thing that American Horror Story does. It does make rules and gives you a story to, to sort of fit within those rules, um, and how they all they killed what's his face outside so they could, so he wouldn't be there with them um, or dragged his body out. Yeah. But they're also willing uh, to break them too, because fucking Margaret, you know, that was kind of a, that was a ham fisted comic book uh, excuse. I think when, when they were like, but they fed you into the wood chipper and like shot you over the property line fence, you know? And for her to go, actually I died a split second before the wood chipper shot me. <laughs> it was like, okay, did you really just actually, uh, to explain how you're still here? It's 12 episodes. You had to recon episode two. It was nine episodes. <laughs> there you go. But, um, uh, loved, loved Lily Rabe. Oh, it was good seeing her back in there again, too. Yeah. She played for a, a season that was so full of camp. Yes. Uh, to see the emotion and the seriousness that she threw into her character and in her scenes when dealing with everything was fucking amazing. I was very happy to see her back. Yeah, she was perfectly dramatic, perfectly severe, which is especially because in the past in American Horror Story, she's played softer characters. Mm-hmm. Um whether she was the the witch in the swamp who is completely in love with Stevie Nicks or sister uh, Eunice, is it? Yep. Um, where she's evil, but she's also kind of, you know, but semi-innocent to where she played a bit more of a, of a severe character in this season. Right. Loved it. I, I really liked seeing her as in, if you look at American Horror Story as like every time, every season you see something new about these people and these actors, um, seeing her switch to a different role entirely and take basically what I, I mean, if this was a previous season, she took the role that, um, uh, what's her face would have taken? Like they gave her the, sh- the famous actress. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know Jessica Lang. Yeah, yeah. Because she took the Jessica Lang part this season. Yep. And that, I think, seeing her evolve into that role for the American Horror Story ensemble was very cool. And, I mean, as much as I like seeing Jessica Lang in American Horror Story, I'm not entirely sure where she would have fit in this story. You know what I mean? Even yeah, if, the only place would have been there. would have been uh, Lavinia, the mother, I don't know how that would have worked you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because at least 
you know, Lily is old enough to make it like, okay, she's got like, you know, uh, a 10 year old and a six year old or however old the kids were at the time. I'm not entirely sure how that would have played out well with, uh, with a different actress. I mean, looking, you make a good point because looking through the cast list with, you know, sort of the exceptions of uh, Leslie Jordan who played Courtney and John Carroll Lynch, who is a bit older, who played Mr. Jingles. Yeah, yeah. This is a very young season for, for American Horror Story. Yeah, act, actor-wise, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, by and large, there's... actors, yeah. Yeah, principal actors. There's very few people who, I would say, cusp, the, you know, cusp 35, uh, which is interesting. It makes me... Have they announced what they're doing for next season yet? Uh, if, I don't know if they actually announced the actual plot. Uh, let me see. Future seasons. Type, 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 type. Oh, so, could, I see. A could be aquatic horror. Um, it's the one sort of rumor I'm seeing on here. So right off the Wikipedia page, November 2019, Murphy announced some cast members from the first three seasons may return for the upcoming 10th season. People who helped us build the show into what it is, who believed in it from the beginning, have been contacted and are interested. So if you look at the iconography of the first three seasons, you can figure out who I've gone to and who might be coming back. He also said the 10th season would be about reuniting fan favorite actors to come back. Uh, later that day, Sarah Paulson confirmed she would be returning to the series for its 10th season in a lead role. On February of 2020, Murphy revealed via his Instagram account that Kathy Bates, Leslie Grossman, Billy Lord, Evan Peters, Adina Porter, Lily Rabe, Angelica Ross, Finn Whitrock, and series newcomer Macaulay Culkin were cast in the 10th season. Loving that. I mean, Macaulay Culkin, I, I don't know whether you've seen, you know, some of his other stuff that isn't um, Home Alone related. He's really, he fits the American Horror Story build for an actor. Right. Um, he's just a little off enough. He's just a little strange enough. And dude can act. So uh, if <clears throat> go watch Party Monster. Yeah, Fucking yeah. amazing. So they also said in December of 2018 that the witches from Coven and Apocalypse would return in a future season. Uh, and in January of 2020, the series was renewed for three more seasons. Wow. Which I was going to say kind of is cool in a way for American Horror Story, but uh, I'm guessing... I'm wondering if, like, I'm wondering when season 10 was greenlit. I guess it wasn't until after that. Yeah, because I was going to say, if season 10 was already greenlit and they signed them for three more seasons, then their last season would be 13, which for oh, American Horror Story would be kind of Perfect. symbolic. Um, yes. But this actually lists it, this would be the, the 12th season, I guess, uh, Okay. they have going through so far. But um, that said, they, I mean, if... If they're thinking about it, like they very much could be like, "Hey, give us one more because yeah, yeah. it's 13. Womp, womp, womp. I have to they're say, a money maker. out of all of the uh, main cast and recurring cast and everything else that uh, that goes on through American Horror Story, I have to say Leslie Grossman is probably my least favorite. Uh, she's the chick who played Margaret, the the lady who reopened the camp. Oh yes. In this season, most definitely. But well, I mean, just in general, 
I don't... Just as an actress? I mean, she... All of the parts that she's played seem to be variations on a similar theme as far as attitude goes. Like type A. Yeah, there's not... Like, a lot of other actors and actresses have really deviated from one season to another. Um, She, for me, a lot of it comes off very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look back at Apocalypse, uh, especially before The Awakening... Uh, the fact that she was like, you know, the entitled snob bitch kind of character is very similar mm-hmm. to the character that she played in 84, personality-wise. Um, but there's also just something, I don't know if it's... And it is it is completely looks-based, so I will completely shallowly <laughs> throw that out there. It's, I don't know, man, it just... Well, she does, I mean, she She's got she like does the Bruce have... Campbell chin thing going on. Um, and it's just, I, she's not my favorite person to have on the screen. And what's, what I like about American Horror Story, generally speaking, is that that could change with one good season. I legitimately think that if, you know, for whatever, because she's played, I've pulled it up, she's played Coco St. Pierre, she's played Margaret Booth, Meadow Wilton. And I'm going to be dead honest with you, my memory is such that those are all names. Um... You know what it is? I'm sorry. It's not even because I'm looking at pictures of her and there are some pictures where there are some pictures that are better than others, like by a lot. Um, And it seems to be, it's not her chin, it's her lower lip. Like if you just do a Google image search for Leslie Grossman, you're going to see some pictures where her lower lip looks like unnaturally large and it's definitely made more noticeable when she's wearing red lipstick, which she did through most of this season. Uh, But there are other pictures of her where like she looks fairly normal. And I I know that's a horrible (laughs) word to use because I don't mean it like she looks abnormal. I'm just, it's not, there are some pictures where it's just like strikingly, stand out does that make sense i follow i follow what you're saying i know you don't mean it in in the yeah in the way it is most definitely coming across (laughs) thanks (laughs) um just to i on a completely related unrelated note we are watching milady showing me nip tuck oh which i had never seen before Mm -hmm. which is ryan murphy's other show uh, other sort of claim to fame show. And I find it interesting that that show fits its time frame. So very specifically, like that show is a product of the early aughts um, from camera style to pacing to plots that are slow revealed over the season to be big revealed later. Um, and then, Look at American Horror Story. What is that same storytelling, but like condensed down tight? Yeah. To to nine, ten episodes. It's all very well acted. He is a great writer, producer, or director, rather. Um, I just, I find it very interesting that he created both shows because they are so um, amazingly similar when you think about like just 
the horror aspect of it. Because there is an aspect of like a nip tuck that I don't watch. Anytime they go into surgery and there's a surgery scene every damn episode. Oh, um, yeah. Well, they're plastic surgeons. Yes, I know. But you don't have to show him them cutting open fucking chest cavities every episode. But they do. But there is an aspect of it that's... I would not be surprised... Like, if you were to tell me that, like, Nip Tuck is American Horror Story Season Negative 1, it, it fits. There's no real horror to it as much as, you know, people drama, but the people drama is very similar. It's all very intricate, and it's all um, hyper real. You know, Christian is not just a good plastic surgeon who's pretty. He's also a good plastic surgeon who's pretty who fucks every single thing that walks through the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's you know whether it's Rebecca Gayhart or the porn star or whomever, um, Gaylord. Sorry, not Gayhart. Uh, American Horror Story is very similar in that it's not she's not the camp. She doesn't own the camp. She is the business maven. Wants everything to be perfect. Will kill an '80s rock band to make it to cover it up to make it right. You know. So I will say that when I saw uh, Nip Tuck, uh, I didn't get uh, amazingly into it, but I had watched a bunch of episodes. Uh, when I saw uh, Julian McMahon as uh, Christian Troy in Nip Tuck, I was like, you know what, mm-hmm. this dude could be. When I found out he was cast as Doctor Doom, I was like, I, keep... I was like, yo, this is legit. I mean, that movie turned out to be total shit, but at the time, I thought it was great casting. And I had seen, I, I've, I've obviously seen the Fantastic Four movies before I've seen Nip Tuck, so he was that first. Yeah. But I knew he, he was in Nip Tuck because I had a, multiple people telling me, oh, he's so good in Nip Tuck, he's going to be great as Doctor Doom. Yeah. And I see it in this show. He could have played a perfect uh, Doctor Doom in the man who was scarred ever so briefly and goes fucking mad because he's a vain asshole or magician version or, you know, whichever doom you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is just sad that the Fantastic Four movies we got are the ones we got. And it turned out such crap. Yes. Uh, so that being said, those of you out in the listening podcast world, what did you think of American Horror Story 1984? Uh, James, and- where can they find us? Oh, I hate it when I have to do it. And also, just to add to this, um, what do you think if season 10 is going to be aquatic-themed? And I'm seeing uh, things like Underwater, H.P. Lovecraft, um, Ghost Ship. Like, there's a bunch of great, like, they could go this way or they could go this way. What would you want to see in season 10 and who would you want to return? You can find all of the things, the widgets, the doodads, the thingamabobs at somethingcast.com where we have a page called shopped at somethingcast.com to find out all of the vinyl, glass etching, and uh, individual novels about teenage superheroes in the middle of Bumblefuck, Ohio. You can uh, learn about. Also, you can go to our Facebook, our Twitter, which is STSTCast, and all of the wonderful places and all the links that you need available at somethingcast.com. I'm not listing all those things because I'm really bad at it. No, I just gave away very little information. No, it did very good. I'm very proud of it. There you go. Also, uh, you have heard uh, before the episode started, uh, we will reiterate it here, uh, May 27th through the 31st, live stream for The Cure 4. Uh, definitely mark your calendars, go to livestreamforthecure.com, uh, check out their information, uh, all the great shows that are going to be there. Uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways through our segment too, so more news to come on that in the future. 
Uh, but definitely check it out live stream for the cure. Great guys raising money for the Cancer Research Center. Uh, great cause as well. So check it out. We are not going to stop pimping that until the show is over. Yeah, until probably two weeks after it's gone, because the episode that will appear the week after will have been recorded before, and we didn't do the math as to when, so we'll be like, hey, listen on, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was four days ago. Yeah, well, yeah. We are what we are. With that said, thank you all for joining us. We will see you next week with the free-for-all. I'm James Hatton. I'm Podcast Rob. Bye. Something, 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 something. Okay, here we go.